Hi, Arson here, or Carlos, or whatever you know me as. And I decided to go ahead and just um, make an attempt to put out a bonus episode that kind of covers a topic that is going to consume all of December for this platform, and that being year-end lists and the idea of like ranking songs um, for how I felt about them throughout the year. Uh, so I've already said before, the first full week of December, so that goes from December 6th through the 10th, I will be posting episodes every day where I talk about my top 100 songs of the year, and then the following week, December uh, 13th through the 17th, I think that's what it is, that'll be for my top 50 records. So what I want to do with this bonus episode is look back on my top 50 list from last year. It wasn't a top 100. I've never actually done a top 100, so 2021 will be the first time I ever um, take on an endeavor of that magnitude. But I did 50 songs last year. Obviously, I didn't have this platform yet at the time. It was just kind of something like personal, and then I think I shared it on Twitter and Instagram, but like nobody cared because why would they care? Um, but I have the playlist with me. I'm going to look back on it, just go, go from 50 to 1 and kind of try to explain maybe like why it was on that list, at least from like what I can remember of my mindset being at the time. And then it may be like if I would change any of these positionings, uh, now if I could. So yeah, thanks everyone. Enjoy this bonus chapter. So again, this is going to be the top 50 songs of 2020 as for like how I ranked them. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and link the playlist for this chapter on my Twitter and Instagram. It's not a public playlist because I don't really have any public playlists outside of the playlist for every song reviewed on Ulterior and then Scenic Overlook's playlist. Um, but yeah, I'll go ahead and like link that for everybody to check out if they want to and like I guess follow along if that's something you decide to do. Uh, I'm also going to try to... Uh, do what I do on TikTok, and that's implement song clips, audio clips, while I'm talking and, like, providing commentary. Um, uh, the, the songs will be played at, like, a very, very low volume, and me speaking will be the primary focus, but that is, to me, uh, better for this kind of a format as opposed to, like, uh, talking and then playing a clip and then talking again like I normally do with the weekly episodes. And yeah, that's kind of all I want to get into before actually diving into the list, which I'm going to do uh, right now. So number 50 was The Soil and the Seed by Jamie's Elsewhere. This was 50 because it dropped on December 4th, so it was like the last day that I really uh, allowed any new material to potentially qualify for these lists. And if I had more time to spend with The Soil and the Seed, it would have been higher. Uh, I, I know that for a fact. It's one of my most listened to songs this year that is not from this year. And uh, there would have been new Jamie's Elsewhere material. I think there was supposed to be new material this year, but it just didn't happen. 
Aaron Pauly's focus was a Mice and Men, and, and for good reason, because a Mice and Men have had like this resurgence this year that is really, really cool to see. But just selfishly, I would really, really admire some new Jamie's Elsewhere in 2022. Number 49 was Lift Heavy Stone Makes Sad Head Voice Quiet by Bill Murray. Um, so this came out late into the year, and I think most Bill Murray projects do that. Um, and this was off of the Eggy Pocket EP or album, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is my favorite song from that project. I absolutely love Lift Heavy Stone. I think it is potentially my favorite Bill Murray song ever made. It's just like so catchy and in the verses, it's like really slow paced and laid back and really, really heartfelt. And so I love that about Bill Murray. I love that for this song. Number 48 is Pick Me Up by Too Close to Touch. So kind of similarly to The Soil and the Seed, this was a December 4th release. It was part of the I'm Hard to Love But So Are You Volume 4 EP. Which I will acknowledge, I don't believe is as good of an EP as the prior three installments of I'm Hard to Love. Uh, Pick Me Up was my favorite song off of Volume 4 though, and I have like such a soft spot for Too Close to Touch that even material of theirs that I'm not like so so high on, I can still fuck with and latch onto, and that's exactly what happened with Pick Me Up. I think for a more pop-based song out of Too Close to Touch, Pick Me Up is perfect. Number 47 is Love No More by Lizzie Farrell. Uh, this one hurts not the placement of it, but like just the song itself lyrically it fucking stings man It's daggers um, And that has a lot to do with like what I was going through when I initially heard this song it, uh, I think the album dropped at the end of March. So this is like early early uh, pandemic quarantine period. So I was I, I, I was down bad y'all. I still am but like that particular time it, it was It was atrocious and having a song like love no more didn't really help but it was a case where like I just admire that song so much that I didn't really care that it hurts. It's so fucking good. Number 46 was Broken Vision Rhythm by Loathe. Loathe is a band that I kind of go back and forth on, and honestly, as an album, I do the same thing with uh, I Let It In and It Took Everything. I, I like the band and the album. I don't feel as strongly for them as some others seem to, um, but Broken Vision Rhythm is a song that I don't go back and forth on. It is so just chaotic and energetic and heavy all the way through and um you know i i think there are a lot of bands that could have like fucked up that kind of a formula but for this particular song loathe absolutely killed it number 45 was birdcage by holding absence um it's really easy for me to look at that song and think like yeah it could have been placed higher but i i kind of feel comfortable having it at 45 birdcage dropped i think the exact date was april 17th which um, similarly to what I said about Love No More and like how that was like an early pandemic song, Birdcage was one of those tracks where like I can listen to it and I'm like immediately put back into that frame of mind from April 2020 and like being in a room that, you know, I no longer live in and then just having these thoughts that like consume me and then the, the chorus of Birdcage, it really, really just like made all of my uh, like dark and brooding emotions just like come flooding out of me and it was just a very cathartic experience and i really really love birdcage for that reason number 44 was blessed be by spirit box so blessed be was the final single from spirit box that ended up not making the cut for eternal blue um blessed be is an absolutely outstanding song it it gives courtney the ability to show off both her enchanting cleans as well as her completely demonic screams and she was able to use Blessed Be as like kind of a way to, along with like what she had done previously with Rule of Nines and then like the singles collection, just show like 
that there are so many areas to her versatility and there's literally nothing that this woman cannot do when it comes to expanding her vocal range. Number 43 was Secrets by Slaves, and I'm saying Slaves because that was the name that the album To Better Days was released under. If you look on Spotify, it's Rain City Drive now, everything is rebranded as Rain City Drive, but I'm just gonna go with Slaves for this particular chapter. Um, I was listening to Secrets earlier, and like, I was thinking to myself, like, why was this so low? Like, just the way that Matt McAndrew was able to kind of use his voice to carry the instrumentation throughout the verses, it, it's just something like so admirable, and it's like a real mark uh, or like a testament to how like creative of a of a voice he is of a frontman and yeah i think secrets is one of the shining achievements of a band from 2020 that had nothing but shining achievements that year number 42 was on a high ledge by boston manor uh this is a crazy ass song uh, the video to go along with it is also just like really really hard to sit through because you're kind of just like it's a camera that follows Henry Cox's vocals of Boston Manor on his way to the top of a building where, you know, his intention is to end his life. And just lyrically, the way that On a High Ledge is able to get across its meaning and then mixing that with the just really, really eerie instrumentation behind the track, it made for a very, very memorable song that is one of the standouts of glue in my opinion. Number 41 is Burying a Parent by If I Die First. I think this is the saddest song I listened to last year, and it probably is still like the saddest song of the decade in my opinion. Um, I I think I can count on one hand the amount of times I've heard that song this year, and not because I dislike it in any way, I absolutely love Burying a Parent, but it just hurts to listen to because it makes me think of like these really really dark scenarios in my head that I just don't even want there in the first place. Number 40 is If It Bleeds by Poppy. This was one of the songs that Poppy included as part of the deluxe edition of I Disagree, which was called I Disagree More. That ended up being my record of the year for 2020, by the way. Um, if It Bleeds is just like another extension of everything that Poppy was doing on that record. Like, it has like, so, like so, somewhat of an industrial feel to it, yet uh, the pacing of it is immaculate in my opinion, and it's just another way for Poppy to like just kind of like swing her metaphorical dick around, I guess. Number 39 was Drive Slow by Not A Toy. So there are two bands that made the top 50 for 2020 that I think were like the standout breakout bands of that year. Like they just came out of nowhere and made such a good impression on me. Um, Drive Slow was not my favorite song from that EP by Not A Toy, but just the way that that song like kind of pays it itself and for like the last half of it, it's just like this like atmospheric journey that really just like lets you sit back and take in everything that you heard on the EP and I think it is one of the coolest things I listened to all of last year. Number 38 was Fluorescent White by Like Master Flames. Maybe I would move this higher because it's my favorite Like Master Flames song I've ever heard. Um, obviously, me saying that means that I think it was the best song on No Eternity in Gold. Um, it's just like the quintessential moth song in my opinion. Everything is there to make it that. Uh, Chris Roeder sounds fucking awesome on it. He does on the whole record, but particularly Fluorescent White was a song like when I finished No Attorney and Gold for the first time, I just listened to that song on repeat for fucking hours and hours and hours. I could not stop listening to it. Number 37 was Moire by Lost Trees. This is the intro and outro song for my weekly podcast, if um, anybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, it, it's just one of those songs that like did a lot to put me in like this nostalgic feeling and just the way that it reminds me so much of like mid-2000s post-hardcore that I would have like, you know, plastered all over my MySpace page. That is what drew me to Moray, and that is what ultimately drew me to Lost Trees as an entire group. And I I thought this was one of the most overlooked songs of 2020, maybe the most overlooked. I do not know like how many people actually know about that song or Lost Trees altogether, 
whatever the number is, it is like substantially less than what it should be. Number 36 was Gardenized by Movements. So admittedly, uh, this is a song that I don't really go back to often this year. And this, it's kind of the case with uh, No Good Left to Give as an entire record. Not because I dislike it, but it's just it's not really a record that I think about too often. But it did make my top 10 for 2020. And Gardenized was the shining achievement of that record, in my opinion. Um, particularly the pre-chorus is like what really just like made my jaw drop and just made me like realize that this is such an important song to me. You keep using him as your remedy, what makes you so sure it was always meant to be, now it's pulling strings on my sanity. Still a song that means so much to me, even if, like I just said, I haven't heard it a ton this year. Number 35 was Outdoor Sports by Lights and Myth. This is one of the songs from uh, that EP project, um, Dead End that didn't get singles treatment but it is really really cool and just this really sick electronic pop song and the progression of the vocals throughout it like the chorus just being like um i don't even know how to play anymore and then finally the last line is light saying i don't even really give a fuck about sports it was just like one of the coolest moments of the year for me uh personally and yeah i think outdoor sports is amazing number 34 was constance by spirit box this would have been moved up if i had more time to spend with it i think similarly to um the Jamie's Elsewhere song and the Too Close to Touch song, Constance dropped the, I think the last week that I gave consideration to anything for this list, uh, that being the first week of December. And the thing that made Constance like jump up so many spaces ahead of those two songs was the music video attached to it, because the music video along with Constance made for one of the just like most like chilling but also rewarding experiences I had with music all of 2020. And I was able to kind of like revisit this song constantly this year, be constant, constantly, whatever. I was able to revisit this song constantly this year because it's the closer on Eternal Blue. And just every time I heard it, it like carries this weight to it that just makes it one of the, uh, like again, just most haunting things I've ever listened to. Number 33 was Hostage at a Beach House Party by Avoid. So I had heard of Avoid before 2020 and I knew that, you know, they had like done stuff. I didn't really pay too much attention to them, I wasn't really into them. And then with the Burner EP last year, I just like did a complete 180 on this band, or rather they just did a complete 180 in terms of like what they were putting out to uh, to the masses. A Hostage at a Beach House Party I think is the crowning achievement of the Burner, and the way that it's able to kind of like be this like just really great and gripping and catchy alternative song while having so many stylistic changes throughout it, it made it just really enjoyable. Number 32 was Talk to a Friend by Slaves. Uh, this is one of the harder songs to listen to uh, back then in 2020, and still to this day it is. Not to get like too personal, but um, I recently had a therapy session where my therapist asked me, and like, there's no way she knows about this song, but just like, she had asked me like, do I talk to my friends the way I talk to myself? And like, instantly this song just came to my mind, and it's like, man, the, the way that Talk to a Friend just like speaks to me, constantly throughout everything that I go through in life like I'm thankful to have a song like that that I can just like latch onto and remind myself like hey I'm not the only person out there that goes through this shit number 31 was Parasite Eve by Bring Me The Horizon this was the lead single for or technically the lead single I guess if you don't count Ludens for the Posthuman Survival Horror EP that dropped at the end of October um Parasite Eve it, it was kind of like one of the first songs that uh, came from the quarantine period, I would say, and just the way that the lyrics to that song like kind of mirrored what we as a world were going through at the time, it was just really, really eerie and daunting, and it's one of those songs where 
Every bit of experimentation on the part of Bring Me the Horizon just pays off immensely because they're able to craft this really, like, like Dead Space-esque song. That's kind of like what I would say it is. That just like, you know, it, it, it fits into like the, I guess like a horror genre like the, the name of the EP suggests. Number 30 was The Raging Sea by Broadside. This song kind of like changed my opinion on Broadside to a great extent. I had already liked them beforehand. But The Raging Sea was the first time I ever listened to a Broadside song, and I was like, this is fucking outstanding. Um, the way that it's like kind of slow all throughout it, and it feels like like it's building something, and you're waiting for that moment where it all pays off, and then when the last chorus hits, and like, you know, it, it's just like this soaring chorus, and these lines of like, um, can I make it out? Is there any point? What's the fucking point? It's just like one of the most exhilarating and breathtaking experiences I had with any song from 2020. Number 29 was Low Life by Neck Deep. I will never forget the moment that I first heard this song. It was February 28th, 2020. I'll never forget what I was doing. I was out with my mom. We were walking her dog and kind of just looking out into the distance at the sunset and like listening to this song and just for whatever reason, it was one of those moments where like I just kind of reflected on my own life and like I don't really know what that says about me but just like you know the chorus of like um you're normally so fucking boring it, it, it just really really like struck me in my heart and yes it's kind of cheesy and corny but it's a track that really really meant a lot to me back then it still does to this day um I don't think it's my favorite neck deep song that probably is still serpents but low life is like right up there if it's not serpents number 28 was good to be alive by Paris so, uh, like, if you guys couldn't tell by this point, 2020 was not my fucking year. And a song like Good To Be Alive, I think, really, really summarized just, like, what I was feeling throughout that whole year. And the way that the song is, like, kind of slow throughout it. And it just, like, makes you, it, at least me, like, kind of sluggish. And just, like, really reflect on life and think, like, man, this shit is, like, really fucking dreadful. And, like, it sucks, man. Like, and to take the course to heart, like, you know, yeah, it's good to be alive, I guess. But at, at what cost? Like, this sucks. Number 27 was Overthinking by Boys of Fall. This was my first time listening to Boys of Fall. They, they didn't come around last year, and this wasn't like a new project, but I had not heard of them until Overthinking. And the, the journey I went on with that song, because I wasn't familiar with them, was like outstanding because like, you know, I'm kind of like put into this mindset where I'm like, okay, it's pop punk, that's cool. And then second verse, like dude just starts screaming and it's like not like, you know, just like, um regular like uh you know pop punk kind of screams like this is like metalcore shit that he's doing and the way that it blends with the rest of the instrumentation is just perfect in my opinion and it ended up being just like one of the coolest finds for me in 2020 boys of fall i mean number 26 was swallowing the rabbit hole by code orange this was another song that like kind of dropped right before the pandemic started so i was able to kind of like have like a normal life or a relatively normal life with this song and I remember sitting in, uh, again, the room that I don't live in anymore and listening to Swallowing the Rabbit Hole and there's a part uh, in it that has like this stop and start thing going on. It sounds like a glitch. And I just remember like, uh, I was listening to the song on Spotify and I was like, did something happen to my phone or like, is it glitching on Spotify? So then I had to go to YouTube to hear the song and realize like, no, that's part of the song. And like, I was so taken aback by that little element. It's so small, but it was just something that like did a lot to make this track stand out, I thought. Number 25 was Like I Do by Slaves. So this is the closer to To Better Days and I think it's one of like the, um, let me, let me see how to phrase this. It's a great song, 
that is also it, like because of the position it's in as the closer to the record it's kind of like th then what was the point of this like what progression was made if like the whole course is like no one fucks with me like i do so you know you were taking on this entire journey with to better days only for the closing track to talk about like how you know nobody fucks with you like you do nobody fucks with your head the way that you can and it's kind of like one of those realizations of like man no matter what kind of journey like i personally go on no matter how much growth i can make like it all comes down to me still i am still the one who brings me down i'm still the one with that capability more than anybody else and it's like man this fucking sucks but like i do is an incredible song i couldn't get enough of it couldn't get enough of the record to better days as a whole and like yeah i just i think this is the third slave song i mentioned so far and i want to say now like slaves poppy and bring me the horizon are probably the reasons why the 2021 list is going to be restricted to just three songs per artist number 24 was j cash by not a toy i discovered this song through the state of the scene podcast like right after it had dropped and it was kind of this like anomaly to me because this was how the band signed with fearless records and this was like their first single and it was just like where the fuck did they come from because I had not heard of Not A Toy before Jcash. I don't know if anybody who discovered them through Jcash was familiar with them beforehand. I don't know if there was any material to be familiar with. And then Jcash, like, it carries itself through this acoustic guitar tone that is just, like, so catchy and it, it acts as, like, its own hook. And with that song alone, I was immediately sold on Not A Toy. Number 23 was Animals by Architects. And I remember this being like kind of divisive back when it dropped because it was Architects steering into a kind of a vastly different direction from where they were at previously on Holy Hell. Uh, uh, personally, I fucking love the direction that the band took for uh, for those who wish to exist. And Animals acting as the lead single I thought was the perfect move. It honestly might be my favorite song on the record. And I just felt that this was like the perfect way for the band to start a, a new journey in their careers. Number 22 was Screaming by Loathe, and I mentioned this earlier with Broken Vision Rhythm by Loathe. Sometimes I go back and forth on the band, and the album, uh, I let it in, and uh, I let it in, and it took everything. It's kind of a mouthful, actually. Um, but Screaming, from the moment I heard it, I knew it was my favorite song on that record. I knew it was my favorite thing I had ever heard Loathe do. I love the balance that Screaming has between its heaviness and then the more melodic sections that I think really really showcase what Loathe can do and the kind of style from Loathe that like if I'm ever going to be fully fully sold on the band that is what's going to do it more tracks like Screaming. Number 21 was Plasticine Dreams by Boston Manor and this was another one of those early pandemic songs and so I kind of have like that connection to it yet I don't have like many bad memories with Plasticine Dreams because I don't think it's a song that like allows me to think of it in any sort of a negative way i love this track i ha i couldn't get enough of it back when it dropped i still can't you know there will legitimately be just random points like uh in the weeks and the months whatever where i just get the chorus stuck in my head and that like the hey you you're a star it's just like repeating over and over again in my brain and like that's my cue to go listen to blasting dreams and just remember it, like where I was when that song came into my life and when Glue as a whole came into my life because that early pandemic stage might have been actually not might have it for sure would have been way way fucking worse without Glue number 20 was I Feel Bad by Black Bear 
This was the crowning achievement of Black Bear in 2020, in my opinion. Black Bear is one of the most consistent artists I've ever listened to, and I feel bad. It just, like, it checks off every little box I could ask for out of, like, that emo hip-hop realm, and, like, it's so lyrically just, like, uh, such a downer, but then instrumentally, I just, like, want to, like, fucking nod my head to this shit, dude. It is, like, so just out of this world infectious, and I love everything about I Feel Bad. Number 19 was That Won't Save Us by Against the Current. So this was Against the Current's first single post Past Lies, which was their 2018 record. And it showcased a slightly heavier side to the band that ended up being the predominant sound found on Fever, which was their EP from back in July of this year. And uh, knowing what Against the Current, like the direction that they were going to go in for Fever, That Won't Save Us as lead single, it makes perfect sense. It was the the exact song that they needed to start this new venture and i just you know still to this day like over a year later could not be any happier with what that won't save us became number 18 was bleep bloop by poppy this is one of the best sub two minute songs i've ever listened to it is like so short and just straight to the point and even though it's short like so much is packed into this and it's able to showcase that really chaotic and aggressive side of poppy that I think I kind of favor over the more, like, straightforward pop-based nature that was found on Flux. I love Flux, but Bleep Bloop is kind of the epitome of what it is that I admire so much about poppy sound. Number 17 was Leave Me Alone by I Don't Know How But They Found Me. This turned me around on IDK Howe, like, just completely and immensely. Before this, uh, IDK Howe was a band that I liked just because of where they came from, you know, that being Panic and Falling. Uh, Panic of the Disco and Falling Universe, I should have said the, the full names. Um, but I just couldn't really connect with any of their material the way that I wanted to. And then when Leave Me Alone dropped at the start of August in 2020, I just couldn't pull myself away from that track. I was so addicted to it, and it ended up being my favorite song off of Razzmatazz, like, by a fucking mile. I wasn't- I was honestly kind of disappointed with Razzmatazz as a whole, but Leave Me Alone, like, that song in it- in and of itself, made IDK Howe one of the coolest acts that I got to experience in 2020 because I fucking love Leave Me Alone. Number 16 was Molly by Chase Atlantic. Uh, this should be higher. I, I, like, I see the tracks that are ahead of it and they're all amazing, great songs that are in their positions for reasons, but Molly is one of the best songs I've listened to all decade so far. Um, it might be my favorite song off of Beauty and Death, which was the Chase Atlantic record from back in March of this year. I would have to, like, really, really listen to all the material on there, because there are songs that definitely stand up to Molly, but there's just something about Molly's, like, tameness, and the way that it's not so much like this, um, like, arrogant or cocky song from Chase Atlantic, like we can hear in some of their other material. Molly is, like, so heartfelt, and the, the chorus in particular... The, um, the, the, the line at the end of it that says, like, um, I'm singing Molly, it's the end for me, you'll always be a friend to me for life. Like, that hit a nerve with me, dog. Like, that did something to me, and it, like, just pierced every, like, artery in me and, and my heart and, like, every other fucking graphic visual you can think of with anatomy. It, like, it just resonated with me to the extent that I would want a song of Molly's caliber to resonate with me. Number 15 was Limits by Bad Omens. Just like Molly, this should be higher. Limits should have been a top 10 song. And 
I don't really know why I didn't place it there. Maybe because Limits was a January song and it's like so easy for January tracks to fall out of favor with me throughout the year. But Limits did not deserve that. Limits is to this day my favorite Bad Omen song. I think it is just one of the coolest like transitions into like more straightforward alternative rock if that's what you want to call it that a band like Bad Omens have ever been able to pull off. It is just so like catchy and singable and like it, it, it fucking gets me amped dude and like there aren't many songs on this list I can say that about but Limits is just one of those songs that I put on and I, I feel unstoppable. I feel like there's nothing out there that I can't do if I'm listening to Limits. Number 14 was Dear Diary by Bring Me The Horizon. This was the opener to Posting Survival Horror and it is kind of uncharacteristic of what Bring Me The Horizon turned into like throughout the course of That's The Spirit and then Amo and then like now most recently the single Die For You. Dear Diary, it, it feels like just straight out of like not even Step Eternal era but like there is a hell era and I admire it for that reason. I think it's a good song to add variety to Posthuman. Um, I, I get a kick out of the part where Ollie yells at his dog to shut the fuck up. That's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, Dear Diary, great song, great opener. Number 13 was Gravity by Holding Absence. I mentioned Holding Absence earlier when I talked about Birdcage. Gravity was a single that came out like maybe like two or three weeks before um, Birdcage. So this was also an early pandemic song. Um, but there's something about Gravity that like has like a certain weight to it in my opinion that Birdcage maybe didn't necessarily with me at least to the extent that Gravity does. Um, Gravity instrumentally is also one of the coolest songs I've listened to in like the last two years. Um, the, the drum feels at the beginning of it and then like towards the end of the track they are like like that is like something that really adds to the the layers and the lore to Gravity and I just think like you know this is an outstanding achievement on the part of Holding Absence, and it's fucking insane to think that it didn't even end up on the greatest mistake of my life. Number 12 was Obey by Bring Me The Horizon featuring Youngblood. Yeah, I know Youngblood is kind of like a redacted name in the scene, and you know, I don't like Youngblood either. Don't, don't fucking mistake this for like an endorsement of Youngblood as an artist. This is just me endorsing his contributions to Obey because I think his verse on Obey is incredible and then every other aspect of Obey just like it, it, it goes into everything that I have fallen in love with Bring Me The Horizon over. It, it's so cool and like that fast-paced energy to it I really really fuck with it. Um, the breakdown has one of the coolest like call-out lines I've ever heard. Um, you monsters are people like you know I I haven't had the privilege out of being at a Bring Me The Horizon show when they play Obey, but like, whenever that happens, and I get to shout at the top of my lungs, you monsters are people, I'm f like, it it's on site in the pit. I'm just saying like, you know, let's, let's fucking go, man. Number 11 was Phoenix by Shrezzers. I just mentioned Shrezzers on the most recent weekly episode with the single UVB76. Phoenix was the first single with the band's new vocalist, Diego Silva. And he fucking killed Phoenix, man. Like, he, th this was not, this could not have been a better introduction for a new vocalist because he came in and he just fit perfectly into what Shrezzers were already going for already. Like, that kind of like that prog metal slash post hardcore sound. And everything that Diego brought to Phoenix was just I incredible. It's one of my favorite Shrezzer songs ever. And, you know, similarly to what I said about UVB76, I need more material from this band. Number 10 was Holy Roller by Spirit Box. Uh, the most viral song from the scene in 2020. Um, if it's not that, it's probably Hypa Hypa, but I think just in the long run, Holy Roller's impact is something that 
really cannot be denied and like it probably did give spirit box their initial platform granted spirit box definitely like carved their own path throughout 2021 but at least for 2020 holy roller is where people really like got an idea of who spirit box are and holy roller is amazing i love it it's one of my favorite metalcore songs ever and yet i will repeat what i have said before on the show it ended up being my least favorite song on eternal blue which really speaks or it should speak to the quality of that record in my opinion number nine was one by one by bring me the horizon featuring nova twins so i had discovered nova twins earlier in the year i think it was like february or march of 2020 when they dropped their album um the album name is escaping me right now but i was thoroughly impressed with that record i thought nova twins had a lot of potential and i guess so did bring me the horizon because they got them involved in one by one one by one is one of the more like safer songs on uh posthuman it's like not anywhere in the realm of metalcore it's like you know a straightforward track and i think when bring me the horizon have that kind of a sound similarly to what similarly to what i said about limits by bad omens bring me the horizon can capture that kind of a sound to an extent and an effectiveness that not many other bands can and one by one is so catchy lyrically it's something that i was able to like kind of like hold close to me and like really really grasp and yeah i thought bring uh bring me the horizon fucking like just outclassed almost everybody else in the scene through one by one number eight was beyond belief by holding absence so this was the official start to the album cycle for the greatest mistake of my life and beyond belief was the first time we got to see holding absence like live and in color in their music video for it and it captures a very different sound from birdcage and gravity yet it ended up being my favorite song that they had last year and honestly i think it's my favorite song still to this day on the greatest mistake of my life it's just really really heartfelt and there's something about the 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 bridge in it that i listen to it and it immediately like just puts me in this headspace where i can just like see just th this vibrancy and like all these colors around me and you know that's a weird way to describe a song i'm aware of that but like beyond belief just like it does something to me and i am so fascinated by it for that reason number seven was for the attention of by static dress this should be higher i know it's seven but like i look at for the attention of and i'm like this is like top five maybe maybe top three if i'm being honest static dress is one of those bands that i will never not take the opportunity on this show to gas them the fuck up static dress are some of the coolest motherfuckers out there right now in the scene making some of the most goddamn brilliant songs you can ever come across they like just capture that post hardcore sound to a fucking t and for the attention of the the way that it's able to balance like those like really chaotic sections and then just the the, the sections that are still chaotic but when ollie appleyard goes into its cleans it just feels like so um it, it feels like this achievement it feels so rewarding and fulfilling on my part as a listener and i'm like man i really get to exist in the same timeline or world line as motherfucking static dress number six is anything like me by poppy i would say that this is the song that defined like the first six or seven maybe like eight months of 2020 for me personally um so anything like me was one of the first new songs i heard in that year because the record i disagree dropped like i think it was like the first or the second friday of january 
And the the way that anything like me is structured and how it's like this like really like almost like this industrial track, yet it feels kind of muted throughout certain areas of it. And the constant line repeating, you shouldn't be anything like me, you shouldn't be anything like me, you'll never be anything like me, it left this mark on me throughout the entire year. And I have a, like a personal situation that I'm not going to get into right now and probably not ever on this show. Um, but like that specific line, you shouldn't be anything like me. I carried that with me throughout that whole situation that I went through and I'm still going through to this day. I hit my microphone right now. That's what that sound was. And you know, anything like me is a song that I'm still able to go back to. And it means as much to me now as it did back then. Number five is Cursed by Slaves. Cursed is the best song that I've ever heard from Slaves slash Rain City Drive. And there's just something about the way that it's delivered. Like the really, really scaled back verses that go into this chorus that I wouldn't even really call it explosive. It just like perfectly captures the sound that the band was going for. And what I mentioned already on this episode or chapter about Matt McAndrews vocals, like, it, it's just even more apparent on Curse. The dude carries a, a, a melody like nobody else. He really might be my favorite vocalist in the entire scene right now, and that was thoroughly, thoroughly established with Curse. Number four was Sit, Stay by Poppy. So I listened to this song, and I, I remember the first time I heard it, I had, like, this visual of, like, like galactic race cars in my head, and... It, it just had like this weird sound to it that it's not really industrial and it's not like so pop based or like it's definitely electronic based yet it fits so perfectly into that chaotic and destructive nature of poppy and just the way that you know you can hear like a, the chorus and it sounds like really wild without being so like over the top the way that other poppy songs are and then you go into like these pulsating rhythms that where poppy like lowers her tone and it, it just works out so well and there's a very specific line in this track um don't go blind from the stars in your eyes welcome to the new starting line and you know what i mentioned earlier about anything like me in that specific line throughout that song this is another line from poppy that i was able to kind of like make my own and it really spoke to me on a personal level and like the idea of like not really letting certain like um milestones or benchmarks in my life like distract me from the the reality that like there's not really a such thing as a finishing line when you reach a goal and you finish something the new goal the new starting line begins immediately and i kind of had to realize that through the journey i went on in 2020 with sit stay Number three was Don't Ask by Poppy. And like I said earlier, hopefully y'all understand why I'm making the three song limit this year because uh, like that's so a person like Poppy doesn't completely fucking dominate the list the way that she did in 2020. But I'm not going to apologize for that because Poppy is a goddamn star and I want everybody to, to know that and have the, the capability and the potential and the ability and the opportunity. I went through all of those words just to get to opportunity when that really should have been what I said initially. I want everybody to have the opportunity to figure that out for themselves through Poppy the way that I did. And Don't Ask was the closer for the deluxe edition of I Disagree, which was I Disagree More. And there's something about Don't Ask that, like, 
like all the other poppy songs I've mentioned so far, just really, really hit me and captivated me in a way that, like, when a song is able to do to me what Don't Ask did, you have to acknowledge it as, like, not just a song, but something that transcends this little stratosphere that we've made. This is, like, divine in a way. So, uh, there's a lot of, uh, like, just really somber lines in Don't Ask. Um, the chorus in particular really captures that essence. Don't ask me how I'm feeling. There's nothing to talk about. Don't ask me how I'm feeling. I don't want to talk it out. And that was something that, like, I, I heard that and I was just so fucking floored. And I think another cool element to this track is like, Poppy does not raise her voice. If anything, she lowers her voice to this level that you can't really find anywhere else on I Disagree. And at that point, it's like, she just sounds tired. It's like, she just laid out this entire record for us to hear, and then we get to Don't Ask, and she's got nothing left. She has no drive in her voice anymore, she has nothing else to say to us, because she poured her fucking heart out for all of I Disagree. And now, we have Don't Ask, and, you know, maybe it's not supposed to be this standout track, but it was my standout track of Poppies for 2020. Don't Ask is one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life, and I cannot thank Poppy enough for delivering this song to me at the time that she did. Number two was Kingslayer by Bring Me The Horizon featuring Baby Metal. I will say this now, there has not been a collaborative track in 2021 that I like as much as Kingslayer. So that is my way of acknowledging that Kingslayer is my favorite featured song of the decade so far. I think what Baby Metal did really elevate the song to another level that would not have been the same had like Ollie or Jordan or anybody else in the band sang the chorus like with some kind of like a vocal effect on it. Baby Metal was necessary for this song and they took a, a really cool idea and just made it this definitive track that uh, so many other years would have been my number one song of the year. You know, it is Bring Me The Horizon just going on this fucking like anime opening journey and that kind of like a like a um th that kind of like a fun sound mixed with bring me the horizons metalcore nature that they don't usually show off anymore it made for a really memorable song that like i still listen to it a fuck ton to this day i love kingslayer number one my 2020 song of the year was teardrops by bring me the horizon everything i just said about kingslayer you know the only reason it was not number one is because I thought for as good as it is, it's not Teardrops. And Teardrops is a very straightforward song by Bring Me The Horizon. It's, it doesn't really take too many chances with its nature, but it's just Bring Me The Horizon doing what they know how to do and what they know how to do better than every other band in the scene in my opinion. I, you go into teardrops and you have like that uh, electronic intro and it breaks out into like the chorus rhythm and then you go into a verse that is like so scaled back instrumentally and Ollie just comes in singing his fucking heart out to you. We hurt ourselves for fun. Like every time I hear something from this band, I don't know how to not just be like captivated and it's like I should not be surprised that they're giving me this kind of material that is like so personal to me and I really really love and care about yet every single time it fucking happens and teardrops was another instance of that I couldn't stop listening to it immediately after it dropped you know I think like it, it ended up being like one of my most listened to songs last year and that like it, it dropped like October 21st or something like that the fucking Spotify wrapped uh, period ends on Halloween 
So within a 10 day span, I listened to Teardrops more than any other song from last year. And I have no regrets about that. Teardrops was my favorite song of 2020. I absolutely adore it. I love it. And it is the embodiment of everything that makes me the just wild, over-the-top, bring-me-the-horizon stan that I am. And that was it. That was my recap of the top 50 songs of 2020. Um, are there any changes that I would make to it? Um, I mean, there are some songs that I look at and I think like, you know, maybe I would have tried looking for spots if I could now, like, um, Where Are You by Silverstein or, uh, Hakai by Dropout Kings. I think January Rain by Paris is another song that like, you know, probably should be in there somewhere. Um, Better by Loveless. I didn't know about that song until this year, but it was a 2020 song. So had I heard better back then, yeah, it would have been on this list, like considerably high. Um, but you know, what's done is done. That was my top 50 overall. Don't really regret anything about it. I look at that. I, I hit my, I hit my microphone again. I keep doing that and I'm really sorry. Um, you know, I look at the top 50 and everything makes sense to me. I don't really question like, okay, I question the placements of some of them. But I didn't really question why any of those tracks were there. You know, they all make sense to me. They all meant something to me back then. A lot of them, the majority of them, still mean something to me to this day. And, you know, my only hope is that a year from now, I can look back on the top 100 songs list for 2021 and believe that I made the right decisions all around. So, if you listen to this whole thing, um, fucking thank you. It was just a bonus episode, so like, you know you're not obligated to it's not canon in any way but you know again if you listen i really really appreciate it and i hope that you can give me the time and space to entertain you all with my top 100 songs of the year list and then the top 50 records come december so thank you for listening to this bonus chapter i hope you enjoyed it and as always for better or worse Let's make a scene.